often do your needs get met? Every day, once a week, whether it's your emotional needs, your relationship needs, your sexual needs, your financial needs, your physical needs, do you set aside time to meet them? Or do you feel that other people do their best to meet your needs? If you're new here, welcome to The Joe Randall Show, a podcast for mothers to discover simple and easy ways to increase your feeling of joy every day. I'm your host, Joe Randolph. I'm a well-being coach, and I'm also a wife and mother that's obsessed with figuring out how we can create a healthier and happier life for ourselves, but also for our families. On this show, I share how we can have more joy in our relationships, in our family, in our career, and in our health. My bet is that your needs are not only something that you probably don't think about that much, but I would guess that you may even put your needs last. Imagine a typical day. Do you start the day doing what fills your cup? Or do you start the day responding to and serving other people's needs? Do you start the day journaling for your mental health? Or do you start the day scrolling on social media and absorbing content people felt they needed to post? When you're putting food on the table, do you put down your plate last? Do you eat last? If someone were to ask me, I would say yes. Yes, I typically start the day scrolling social media instead of working out and journaling. Yes, I start the day frantically having a quick shower so I can get my daughter to school because if I don't leave on time, we'll be late. Yes, I put my food down last because my kids are hungry and I don't know how to eat before them or have my food on the table before them. Better yet, I will give you so many reasons why I can't put myself first and why it's good for me to sacrifice myself for the needs and for the good of my children and my marriage. Until I realized that when you do this for a long time, day in, day out, I have actually lost touch with what my needs are. Do you know what your needs are? What are your needs? If you're not quite sure how to answer that question, have you considered that you wouldn't skip a beat if I asked you what your children's needs are? If someone was to ask you right now what your children need, you would have a long essay filled with all the details that person needs to know. You would tell them how much sleep your child needs, what time they need to be in bed by, and also the best ways to help them get to sleep. You would tell them exactly what foods they need to eat for lunch and for dinner and what foods to avoid offering because you know they won't eat them. You would also say how much time they need to spend outside to feel happy, what toys they love to play with, and if you're going to a restaurant, what to bring with them so that they are able to sit still at the table. You would also tell them what friends they need to see and what activities they love to do in order to have a magical summer and childhood. 
and also what emotional support they need because maybe they're going through big tantrums or big feelings or big emotions and you understand how to best support them through that. You also know what education they need and what opportunities they need to develop into their full potential and also how they need to be treated, how they need to be spoken to, how they need to be respected, how they need to feel loved so that they are confident and have a strong sense of self and identity and self-love. And you'd also know what skills they need help developing so they become a decent human being. Where does this list stop? It doesn't really stop when you're a mom because you're constantly learning your child's needs and you're trying to be in tune with their needs and you're trying to meet their needs, whether it's emotional, physical, spiritual, financial... Yet, would you have an essay on what your needs are? At best, you've probably distilled it into a few sentences. I need to have some time to myself today. I need to have a bit of a workout. I need to have some money. I need to be happy. I need to do something that lights me up. But how would your life change if you knew the details of what your needs are so that you would flourish, so that you would feel happy and so that you would just feel abundant the same way a child does. If you knew the details of what your body needs to eat so you felt good in your body and you had energy, if you knew the details of what you need in your marriage from communication and connection and sexual interaction, what you need for yourself, for your confidence, for your self-esteem, for feeling like you're living authentically and you're living your life on purpose. The truth is it can be hard to go down this rabbit hole of thinking about our needs because we fear that our needs cannot be met anyway. Because mothers struggle to identify their needs and also put their needs first for a few reasons. One is societal expectations. We live in a society that highly values and encourages mothers to be selfless and to put their children's needs first above their own. And you are considered a bad mother if you prioritize your needs. You shouldn't have had children, someone might say. A second reason is also fear of judgment. Mothers may worry about being judged by others, whether it's their husband, their family, or even their children for prioritizing their own needs first, which kind of leads to the third reason, which is the feeling of guilt. Mothers can feel guilty about taking time for themselves, meeting their own needs, spending money on themselves, investing in themselves because they either innately believe or they have internalized the belief that they should always be available for their children and think about their children's needs first. A classic example of this is maybe a mom who always makes the effort to make sure that her children have the nicest clothes, the nicest style, and you invest all of your clothing budget on your kids and you leave very little, if anything, for yourself. A fourth reason could be a lack of support. Many moms lack support 
as they care for their children. Some moms are stay-at-home moms, some moms are single moms, some moms, they may be in a relationship, but maybe the husband is less hands-on. Maybe they don't have family around. You know, you could still have a hands-on partner, but if you don't have family or a support network or friends that help to raise your child and are essentially the village that other generations have had, it can feel very difficult to feel like you actually have the time or ability to do something for yourself. A fifth reason could also be the overwhelming responsibilities that you also have. Moms have so many responsibilities, not only caring for their children, but also managing their household. And if you're working, that is also an additional responsibility on top of everything else, which can leave very little time to think about what you as a person need, irrespective of work, irrespective of your husband or partner, irrespective of your children, irrespective of anybody else, just what you need. The problem is when we end up suppressing our needs because of what other people think, whether it's our children, our relationship, or even ourselves, we end up delaying or silencing what our needs are for the good of others. And we think that this is what is necessary in order for us to be a good wife, a good mother, and a good person. But what I've come to realize is that I actually want to look at my needs the same way I look at my children's needs. I see my children's needs as important, as essential, as non-negotiable. It is important, more important than anything, that my children sleep on time. It is more important than anything that I feed my children healthy meals. It is so important that I give my children my time and my support and my attention and my love, and that I do the best that I can for them. Because I know that there is a consequence, that there is an impact if I don't meet what I believe my kids' needs are. And I don't see their needs attached to a problem. If anything, I see fulfilling their needs as solving problems, even reducing the risk of problems to come in the future, and actually helping them to build a happy and healthy and joyful life that they can have, hopefully, for the rest of their lives. It's really about building that foundation for them. And yet, as I'm building that foundation for them, I also want to build that foundation for myself. I want when my kids are, you know, in their 20s, to be in a situation where my children aren't the only ones that have an amazing career and have an amazing relationship and are, you know, doing interesting things in the world and are making a meaningful difference and are just radiating light. I, as a mom, also want to kind of be in sync with them. I too want to be radiating light. I too want to be happy in my marriage. I too want to feel as though I'm living my life on purpose. I too want to be someone that they admire, not just because I'm their mom and I love them, but because they also admire how I live and they also want to really learn from some of the things that I've learned to make their life better. And I can only do that by being authentically happy. And when I think about how many parents today, and even for generations that have, 
you know, maybe started a relationship and been really excited for a family and you have the child and you go through those seasons of the difficulties and the challenges that come with a new baby, but you come out of, out of it and you are enjoying parenting, but you're also in the day to day of your job and your career. And eventually your kids grow up and old people that are, that have older children often say that this time flashes by so fast. But then what do they have at the end of it? The kids go to college or the kids move out and the kids live their own lives. And maybe their kids, if they're lucky, call at least once a week. If you're really lucky, they'll live very, very close by. But for a lot of parents, their kids live miles away. If I also think about my husband, his mother devoted her life to her son and she is a great mother and she loves her child more than anything. But the minute he turned 18, he went to university. And then after he finished his degree at Yale, he decided to move to London, which is so far from his hometown in San Francisco. And he hasn't been back home. Now his mom sadly only sees her son, you know, a couple times a year. And I know more than anything, she would love to spend more time with her son. I know that my kids could end very much end up going places that I will never live or I will never want to move to. And so when I think about why this is important to think about what our needs are, is because if I wait until my children are older for me to meet my needs, it's not that it's going to be too late because it's never too late to think about your needs, but it's that I would have missed an opportunity to start building that foundation years ago. There's a saying, when is the best time to build a tree? you know, hundreds of years ago, if not hundreds of years ago, then today. And so what do you want to grow? How do you want to grow over the next 10, 15, 20 years? It can be so hard to even think about that question. But here's what happens if we don't think about what our needs are. Firstly, it can lead to burnout. Continuously meeting everyone else's needs but your own can lead to exhaustion and burnout, both physically and emotionally. And this happens in a career. If you work, 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 work. Oh, I love that song. You know, it can be the same if you're all about your tasks, 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 tasks. The second thing is also jealousy and resentment, constantly sacrificing your own needs and desires for others can lead to feeling resentment towards those that you are helping. Even if you don't resent your kids because you're doing it from a place of love, you can have jealousy that your husband has been able to build a career or do the things that he wants to do. And meanwhile, you feel as though you are less of yourself rather than more of yourself since having children. A third way is also a lack of boundaries. Not identifying and communicating your needs can actually create a relationship where people don't ask what your needs are and they don't respect what your needs, even if you try and communicate them. This can create problems where you're in a marriage and it feels like it's a struggle just to get your husband to see, identify, recognize, and value what you need to be happy and make sure that your needs are met simply because they're doing it out of love rather than out of you nagging for support. 
Another way is also neglecting your health. Not prioritizing yourself can lead to you neglecting your own physical health, which can end up leading to all sorts of doctor's appointments and health issues, but also your emotional health, which can have long-term consequences. It's hard to be a happy mom when you're either sick or you're exhausted or you're drained, anxious, really low. It's so hard. And also decrease productivity. Neglecting your own needs can lead to decreased productivity in your mothering role and also in your career. And you can also find it more challenging to accomplish the tasks that actually do matter to you, but you don't feel motivated or have much energy for them. However, if you know what your needs are and you make it your priority to meet them, here's the good that it does. It sets a positive example for your children. When you as a mom prioritize your needs, you are teaching your children that it is important that they know what they want, they know what their needs are, and they take care of themselves. And they also set boundaries that other people can acknowledge and see that their needs matter too. It also allows your child to see that it's actually great to set boundaries. When I think about so many people are willing to stay in a very difficult situation longer because they haven't yet learned to have very clear boundaries for themselves, for what they will tolerate and what they will not tolerate. Even exercising. When I had my first daughter, I would exercise regularly and that was something that I just did. And I never thought about what impact it would have on my child. I wasn't doing it for the benefit of my child. And even though I always exercise away from my child because I would go to the gym or I would be running outside and she wouldn't often see me exercise. She did see me put my workout gear on and she did see me say, I'm going to the gym. And she did see me have a bubble bath and know that this was mommy's time. And what I didn't realize is that she was absorbing that. And now that she's four, she actually says, I want to work out like mommy. And, you know, one of the other days that I was getting ready in the morning, she said, mommies only work out in the mornings. And I was like, why do you think that? And she said, because you only work out in the morning. And yes, it's true. I only work out in the morning. And I did try to tell her that, you know, people can work out any time of the day. But it was interesting that she had a really at very young age, had already instilled the belief that that is just something that all moms do. All moms work out early in the morning and all moms do it to feel good. And even though I have been inconsistent in the last year, in fact, I have not worked out that much since my second pregnancy and my the birth of my second child, even though I haven't been consistent, just those early three years that I was much more um, consistent, my child has already developed that belief system. And so it's so powerful for your children because they can essentially develop healthy habits and also develop a healthier way of living and doing what makes them happy just by watching you. This is particularly important if you want to show them ways they can heal themselves or help themselves or have their needs met instead of turning to things that are otherwise destructive, whether it's alcohol or drugs or 
really anything that is addictive, um, even social media can be addictive. We can be addicted to certain things that distract us, that numb us from our pain, as opposed to going to the things that we need that will not only heal our pain or heal our struggles, that will, that, but that will also make life much more enjoyable. A second benefit is that it also improves your mental and emotional well-being. Being a mom is so hard and it is common for mothers to experience stress, anxiety, or depression. But if you prioritize your own mental health and your own emotional health, you can better cope with all the demands and challenges that come with your role and also reduce the risk of burnout. The third thing is that it also strengthens your relationships. When you take care of yourself, you are better able to show up for your family because you have more energy. You feel more peaceful in your heart. You have less resentment. You have less fatigue. You have less frustration. You are coming from a higher place, a higher vibration. And this can actually end up leading to stronger relationships. But also if you're really good at communicating what your needs are, chances are if you have a husband or a partner that's also a good listener and that also communicates their needs, chances are that you'll also have a more harmonious household. And the fourth thing is that it improves your overall health and actually neglecting your own needs can have negative consequences for your physical health. So many times when a mom feels a pain or doesn't feel well or feels that something isn't right, instead of actually getting it checked, it is natural to think I will do this later because you're wondering when will I have the time to do this. But if you have a health issue, whether it's, you know, something like um, getting a biopsy done if that's if it's you know that serious or it's simply some something like having a sore back or having sore muscles whatever it is whatever the scale if you actually ignore the signals of from your body that's telling you please go get help please go get support then what ends up happening is that that problem, that little thing ends up getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So many women that have had, whether it's bowel cancer, uh, breast cancer, any form of cancer really, have always said that if they hadn't gone and sought help at the right time, they might not be where they were, or sadly have had to say, I wish I had, would have been able to have been seen or been diagnosed earlier because, because I wasn't. Now, you know, my illness is terminal, which as a mom is absolutely tragic. You know, when I think about someone like Bow Babe um, and all the research and you know all the efforts she's made to try and raise awareness because she knows how amazing it can be to get diagnosed so early it's just one of those things that if we as moms ignore signs it can be heartbreaking not only for yourself but for your children in the long run so it's always important that if you're having health issues even if it feels small even if you don't know what it is even if you doubt it's cancer or you're afraid it's cancer. I don't even know why I'm saying cancer. I guess that's kind of like the thing that I don't know if you, maybe it's just me, but I sometimes feel like, oh my gosh, maybe because I actually did have a, a, a form of pancreatic cancer. So maybe that's why I'm saying that, um, which is weird to say out loud because, um, yeah, I mean, why am I talking as if I haven't even been affected by this? I, I'm using examples of other people when I, 
have had my own survivor story where I was diagnosed literally at the right time and I would most likely have a terminal illness by now or I would be gone by now if I hadn't been diagnosed. So I know how important it is to really make sure that we are in tune with our physical needs for our long-term well-being and for our family so that they have a happy and healthy mom for years and years to come. The fifth thing is that you actually start to live the life that you have wanted. I know deep down that you've had hopes you have a vision for what kind of relationship you want, how you want to feel in a marriage or a relationship. You have a vision for what kind of bond and connection you want with your kids. You have a vision for what you want your financial situation to be. You have a vision for your life. Now, even if you might think it's um, unrealistic or it's a fantasy or it's impossible or it's so hard to get there because it feels so far from where you are, one thing that I do know for sure is that it becomes so much easier to manifest into existence what you want if you identify what your needs are and you actually try and make sure that your needs are met. So for example, if I have a dream of building a business where I can help moms really overcome the challenges of motherhood so they can experience more of the joy that can come from being a mom. If I have that dream, but I ignore my needs for creativity, my need to actually have time to start creating this episode and this podcast and this business, if I ignore those needs, I cannot manifest that into existence. I actually have to identify that starting this business is a need for me. It's not just something Something that I want to do just to do. It's not work that I want to you know do just to work. This is something that is important to me as a person. It's important to my soul. It's important for my spirit. And I just know that this is part of my soul's calling. And if I hadn't acknowledged that need was important, you wouldn't even be listening to this episode today. And I hope this episode has been helpful to you in some way. I don't know why I'm imagining Ryan Gosling. What do you want? I don't know. What do you want? If your answer is often, I don't know, this is your invitation to switch that I don't know into I am curious and I am going to listen to myself. I am going to discover what my needs are and I am going to acknowledge them and I am going to embrace them and I am going to work on meeting them. Now, if the question is, how do I do this? You know, this can be another episode. So I'll definitely look into doing that. But we can't even think about how we can meet our needs if we don't know what our needs are. So the big takeaway from today is to reflect on what you need. So be super detailed, you know, when you're thinking about it from two perspectives. So one area could be really honing in on what makes you cranky, what makes you sad, what makes you feel disappointed, what makes you feel less hopeful, what makes you less confident, what makes you feel less worthy, what makes you feel like a shell. Because if you identify the things that trigger you to feel cranky, sad, it's kind of like if you know that what triggers your baby to 
be much more emotional, to cry a lot more, to be more cranky is lack of sleep, then you've identified that this baby needs sleep. But, you know, if you're thinking about it from a positive perspective, my baby needs sleep because, you know, sleep is great for their development. That might not feel as important as when you know that if I don't put my baby to bed by a certain time, you know, we're all going to have hell to pay. So it's equally important to be identified to identify the things that can essentially cause hell to pay for yourself but also for your family because if you're angry if you're experiencing mother rage you know that can have massive implications if you're shouting and you're fighting with your husband in front of your kids that can have massive implications so get really clear on what your needs are so that you don't feel cranky, tired, sad, less confident, and less like yourself. But, you know, to also think about it from the other perspective, which is what are my needs so that I feel good? So think about, you know, what inspires you. In last week's episode, you can actually listen to that. I talk about how to prioritize and why it's important to prioritize what inspires you. So think about what your needs are for inspiration, what your needs are for energy, what your needs are for joy, what your needs are to radiate light. Because I don't know about you, but if I'm walking into a room, if I'm walking um, in a school, or if I'm walking anywhere and there is a sea of parents, I can always tell which mom just looks radiant. And by radiant, I don't mean immaculate hair, immaculate makeup. I don't mean a put together look because some parents can be very, and not just parents, but some people can have a beautiful exterior with the nicest clothes and nicest car, and they just look so put together, but you have no idea what they're feeling inside. They could be happy inside, but they could also be miserable inside. So I'm not talking about the exterior because the exterior doesn't tell you what's going on in someone's soul, but you are able to see into people's souls if you look into their eyes. And I can always tell when a mama is just radiating joy, when she is just feeling confident, when she is just feeling happy, you can just see it. You can see it in their eyes. And I say this to say that I have always wanted to be that mom, that mom, but also that person that is walking through life joyfully as though everything that's good happens in my life. And even if bad things happen in my life, I have the strength and the wit and the humor to get through it. And I am just enjoying life. That's the person I want to be. And that's what I'm working on being. So if you want to be that person too, if you want to be that joyful, happy person where good things are happening to you, for you, where life is great. And even if you have challenges, you have the joy and the wit and the strength and the courage and the resilience to get through it, then I totally recommend that you work on what you need and you meet those needs, mama. Anyways, that's it from this week's episode. I am actually going to go to a birthday party right now. And I'm so glad that before I went to that birthday party, I took aside some time to record this episode because this was a need of mine. And now that I've met this need, I can joyfully go to the birthday party knowing that my needs have also been met. 
If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up if you're watching it on YouTube or if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whichever platform you're listening to. Please, please, please give this podcast a rating, leave it a review, because every review that you leave actually increases the chances of another mama discovering this podcast and hopefully getting the same value out of this podcast that you have. I am so passionate about helping moms overcome the challenges and really navigating the the difficulties and the changes that come with being a mom, whether it's a, a woman that is trying to conceive, is pregnant, is a new mom, or someone that has been at it for a few years or has multiple kids, you know, from the spectrum from the beginning all the way through, I'm so passionate about helping every mother feel more joy. And if you would love to join me on this mission, please, please, please share this episode, share this podcast with another mother, because the more moms that discover this podcast, but also the resources that I'm building for you as soon as it's live, hopefully the more happier moms there will be and the happier families there will be. Anyways, thanks so much for listening to this episode. You can also connect with me on social media. I am on Instagram at both the Joy Randolph Show, which is where I kind of share little tips like this. And you can also connect with me on my personal Instagram, which I'll also put the link for that in the description. And I'm also on TikTok. But yeah, if you want to message me, then Instagram's the way to go. I will also put a link in the description box if you have um, an episode suggestion. So if there's a question you have, if there's a challenge you're going through, if there's anything that you wish you, you would like me to cover, then please do let me know. I'll put the link in the description box below and you can submit your question or your topic suggestion and I will be sure to cover this. Anyways, thanks so much for listening and I shall see you again next week. All right, bye.